Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome to an HBO podcast from the HBO Late Night series, Real Time with Bill Maher. Okay, so we're back here. We're, we're in the future. Uh, yeah, we were saying before... The, the one question that people in the future are going to have is, why did you think we were so into silver? <laughs> uh, Melissa Harris-Perry, as a professor, do you find there is a culture of political correctness on college campuses that is stifling debate and learning? Hmm. I don't, but I do, I do think students what? are... Um, There's I, no atmosphere of political correctness on campus? I don't find that, no. Whoa. Where do you teach? I teach at Wake Forest University. Wow. Um, but I do think the students are struggling with this. And I, and I, and I feel like... Because um, lots of comedians won't even play colleges anymore because nothing's funny. Oh. That has not been, that's not been in my experience. I mean, I was telling Wayne that I've got these 22 students and we went to Iowa, New Hampshire, both South Carolina primaries, the North Carolina primary. They're Democrats and Republicans and I would assign them to work for candidates even if they didn't, um, if they're not from that wow. party. Wow. Um, and they threw themselves into it. So I had, you know, Republicans working for Bernie and, you know, Democrats working for Rubio and they... They were very much into it, but they are struggling with it, and we don't have good language for talking to each other across difference. Um, and I don't know that we're doing a good job in this country giving our young people good tools for having conversations across difference. But okay. I think that's our fault, not theirs. <laughs> As always, nothing's their fault. <laughs> uh, for Scott, how does ISIS employ tactics of persuasion? Well, the whole thing is persuasion, right? Because they're trying to convince people to literally kill themselves for something in the future. Um, but what's right. interesting is that I'm not sure we're using the same kind of persuasion against them because bombing them isn't, you know, changing their minds. If anything, it's probably hardening their resolve. But if you look at um, Trump's approach, for example, the same tools he uses, uh, I'm not saying that Trump needs to do it, but those tools would work with ISIS, you know, if you adjusted them for the cultural difference. I mean, basically, you just... Here's what I would do. I would take a, uh, an ISIS person or somebody you thought might be, become one, somebody who's kind of got the mindset. I would hook them up to whatever kind of brain, uh, you know, scanners we have so we can see what their mental activity is and which part of the brain is lighting up. And then I would A-B test. I'd say, how about this idea? What happens when you think this? And I would just find out what lit up. Because you could literally persuade them out of it. And by the way, you well, don't have to persuade it, it all... It has something to do with the Koran, don't you think? Um, but people have to believe it, right? Right. So, so if you... But if you've been reading that book, like, and sometimes only that book, since you could read... 20% that of the world have can something be... To do with it. 20% of the people can be talked out of anything with persuasion. Sure. And if you, if you flipped 20% of ISIS, they'd start having a problem, right? So you don't have to get them all. You just have to give them But get not them everyone can be uh, hypnotized, right? Because someone once tried to hypnotize me, and it was not happening. Uh, and, I want, and I wanted to be. Well, maybe you think you weren't, but... Um, no, I wasn't. How do you think you ended up in that outfit? <laughs> so, so, so there... Yeah. 
So about 20% of people can have a deep hypnosis where they see things that aren't there, hear things. The rest of us can be influenced. So if they were trying to influence you, it probably would have worked if you stuck with it, whatever you were trying to accomplish. But no, not everybody goes into a deep trance. Okay. Uh, Michael, what do you make of Germany's decision to allow Turkish President Erdogan to prosecute a comedian who wrote a controversial poem? Yeah. Uh, it's a travesty that didn't get nearly as much coverage because... Right. Um, well, tell us the story. You, well, first. the story is basically this. I mean, you know, the problems that we have with comedians, as you put it out in this country, is that Jerry Seinfeld won't go to play at a college. And Jerry doesn't... Right. Do, he's not doing, like, really risque material. No. And he won't go to college. But it's slightly different... In Western Europe, this supposedly uh, a bastard of democracy, and uh, a Turkish comedian who lives in Germany, he's a resident of Germany, has a passport, made a, a wrote a poem that was uh, rather rude and pretty funny about Erdogan, and he's being put on trial in Germany at an old law at the request of Erdogan. And so the government of Germany obliged Erdogan, who's a knuckle-dragging dictator, and he uh, they decided to, to, to put him in court. And this kind of sort of, you know, abrogation of rights in Western Europe, this chipping away at speech, is totally insane. And so much so that when right. that happened, I didn't even write a column about it because it's just like that would used to be the thing that would right. fire it, me. It, it's not, but not big, so much anymore. It's not bigotry to stand up for liberalism. No, it's liberalism not. is good. No, it's not. Our, our values like freedom of speech and separation of church and state and respect for minorities and women as equal citizens. Those are good things. Those are very, very good things. Yeah. A story today. It's not our yeah. fault. No, it's not. It absolutely it's not our not fault, fault. When, it, when there is, you know, when the people in different cultures don't follow those things. And no, we shouldn't say that they're just a different culture. There is a story today. It's not different yeah, in theocracy. It's worse. It's, it's, it's much worse. And I say that from the future. Yeah. <laughs> or I've seen what happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should Congress allocate more funding to help us prepare for the Zika virus spreading here? Well, I heard today there is a, another bug that is absolutely uh, un, un, untreatable by antibiotics. So I, I'm more worried about that one than I am about Zika. But yes, uh, absolutely more funding. Zika to... sounds so cute. It sounds like a pop star. Right. It does. It's a Brazilian pop star. Right. Yeah. Zika. Zika's got the beats. <laughs> I, got, I got a little Zika going on. Right. Yeah. Uh, Scott, how do we make ourselves less vulnerable to tricks of master persuaders? The weird thing about persuasion is people can tell you what they're doing and doing it right in front of you, and it still works. So the you know things are priced at a dollar ninety nine, and everybody knows oh you're trying to make me think it's less than two dollars, and it still works. Still do it right. So the the answer is there really is no defense. Do you think Trump's going to win? I think he's going to win in a landslide. The election, the general election, and have said that since last summer, and it's because of tools, not because of policies per se. Of course, but you wow that's. Can I interject here? Yes, please. I agree. I was the first guy in the country who predicted Trump would win, and I think it'll be a landslide. It's because of the economy as much as his branding, his persuasion, and anything else you attribute I, to him. I completely the economy disagree. is horrible. I completely and middle disagree. class people are angry and here's, upset. Here's the way to frame yes, it. Yes, and that, that was so the fault of Obama, so, who took over when we were losing 800,000 jobs a month. There's two terrible presidents back-to-back, -back, Bush and Obama. They both added so, 12. Horrible debt to the country. Debt is poison. Debt will destroy every country it touches. Well, Bush added four trillion. No Obama has added nine trillion. By the time he leaves, ten we, or eleven trillion. Let, let, we have it's too a much. Disaster. We have too much debt. But no, no economist Wait, thinks I, that debt in itself is bad. No economist. Well, the no single economist. biggest threat to America isn't terrorism and national security. It's a debt crisis. 
just like Greece, yeah, the just like Venezuela. The single biggest threat is the environment. But look okay. at Venezuela. Uh, you know, debt has to be bad. Debt has to be bad at some level. It is. I just said that. You did. De- debt is bad at, at some Venezuela. level. But look at Venezuela. Socialism leads to people but not there having is, toilet paper. There is no one Does who no ever one went that? to <laughs> economic school who would say we should have no debt. Right. I didn't say we should have no debt, okay, but great. I certainly would like us to cut our debt dramatically. Okay. Uh, will Britain leave the European Union, and what would the repercussions be if they did? Oh, well, there's a, there's a, <laughs> there's a brain teaser. Uh, I don't think it would be good. I mean, it would. I was reading about this recently, and it would, certainly would be a lot, of, not a good thing for a lot of the people who came to, no, and to it's, the UK uh, to work, look, and that would be kicked and out. And this is essentially the problem in Europe: is that you know this is this is breaking apart the Conservative Party in England. I mean, sure. the Prime Minister David Cameron is a stay man, and the man who's opposing him, Boris Johnson, uh, you know, wants to pull out of the European Union. Right. But there's so much of this stuff, and like this this idea of the Schengen Agreement, where you can travel anywhere. You go to Europe, you don't have to have a passport; you just go here to there. After the Paris attacks. People started really questioning why this, why these people can come into Greece and move so freely throughout Europe. So that actually buckled this idea that the European Union is a great thing. So every, the, the kind of confidence in the European Union after the debt crisis was then compounded again by the fact that terrorists were moving freely throughout Europe. So, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to be a great thing if it pulls out. But people are very, very skeptical. Yeah, Europe, the, the the easy fun of traveling to Europe those days. Are just about over. Might soon be over. And I would ask the question again. I'm going to bring up the debt again. Why should why should middle class people in rich nations pay for you, Greece, you do realize, and Italy, and Spain? Why Wayne, should they pay for that? Wayne, yes, you do realize that Trump's economic plan would increase the debt. Yeah. No, like, I don't realize that because I think he'll cut spending. He, he cut wa- spending, but he, <laughs> he will cut spending. Even if he cuts spending to nothing. Dis- discretionary spending, not the spending that is already promised. He, it would increase by $8 trillion over the next 10 and years because that? he wants to cut taxes like they all do. My um, argument is there's no way to save America. We're going down unless you increase growth. You've got to dramatically expand growth. <laughs> this you is, can only increase growth by this, cutting taxes is, and cutting regulations. Reagan did it, and Trump will be another Reagan. Okay. okay. <laughs> I missed that. I'd love to hear I that. I think they yelled Judas, like at the Bob Dylan concert. Yeah. Um, <laughs> part, some people... I, I just I wanted to underline that part of what was interesting to me about what Michael was saying around the question of Europe, that, again, I think we don't want to miss by simply arguing around the Trump piece, because I think he's just such an easy target to just make it about Trump. And then we miss that this, like, the anxiety about the outsiders and the anxiety about the economy is not only not just a Trump problem, it's also not just an American problem. And so, like, like, it's this big question about how we're going to have to change a big international conversation about what is public, what is government for, who who is the we. And, like, these are things that I think we're going to have to be able to do better than one? just a partisan conversation, just a conversation that happens in the context of an election. I, I, like, I, these yeah. are and big about conversations about Should we, we have borders? That's the biggest question but the whole world needs to be we debating. Have borders. We do have borders. But they're porous and people are pouring over well, them in Europe and, and in America. pouring over them. Pouring Again, over. another thing that pouring you... Pouring over. Well, and I think in you and I might come to a different answer on that, but they're pouring over. They're not pouring over. 
For, net immigration from Mexico zero. has been zero since 2007. Again, a fact. I know facts don't get when in the When you bubble. wanted to get rid of the TSA <laughs> earlier. I think I, but they're not pouring this in. One, <laughs> one of the interesting shakeouts in this election, to, to Melissa's point, is that American politics is actually becoming more Europeanized. The idea that now we have... Bernie a, Sanders. A, a Bernie Social Sanders Democrat. is a social Democrat. Right. You have a mainstream liberal. And on right. the right, you have a populist candidate. Right. And you have the yeah. mainstream Paul, Paul right. Ryan types. Yeah. That is something that every European country deals with and has long dealt with sure. because they have parliamentary democracies and they have coalition governments. Right. And this is, we are not becoming more European just because of Bernie Sanders. We're becoming more European in every possible way with this kind of fractured two-party system. Also socially. splitting apart in so many ways. And socially. I, yeah, I, do, I just don't want us to, like, miss, like, the magician hypnotist trick of, like, <laughs> look over here at the shiny thing while the real thing is going over here. That's... I'm the shiny thing. <laughs> Indeed, sir. You are the shiny thing. Uh, last question. Does the hubbub over bathroom laws in conservative states mean the nation is less united over social issues than we thought? Well, uh, I thought the, the culture wars might have been over, and it looks like maybe not quite yet, because they are pretty upset about the, about the fact that, like, three people... Yeah, uh, will be using a bathroom that wouldn't be the bathroom that they started to use when they were born. But this is like the battle in New Orleans at the end of the War of 1812 when nobody had told them that it was over. And it was just like this final battle. And there right. was, like, like someone came on horseback like a week later and you said, guys are giving you know, it's done. This is the last gasp of a 90s culture war. No, you're we have a giving slightly the different elitist culture. response, man. <laughs> you guys are so elitist. I'm for gay rights. I'm for gay marriage. Transgender, you're elitist. pushing way too far. <laughs> you're pushing middle class people beyond the point they're going to go. I'm just yeah. telling the truth. You're right. pushing them beyond it, it, the point. It, it, it is willing to well, let, let me, I agree. I would, I, it's actually, a dumb issue for the, it's a dumb for, issue, for the period, Democrats it's too far. to fall on their swords. Actually, I think I, it's no, a giant I, mistake no, by I, the Democrats. I, I, I say giant, it, I'd actually say it a different mistake. way. I live in North Carolina, and so HB2 gets passed, and what's fascinating to me is it ain't a big fight because the next day, the entire, like, system of the economy, all the national folks... I mean, folks came... So, <laughs> the, that same state legislature had passed all of these bills that were deeply troubling and problematic around, for example, voter ID. And the country was kind of like, meh. But as soon as HB2 happens, the NCAA, the NBA, all, were like, oh, hell no, I bet you you won't. And they all, with complete clarity, said, we yeah, will you, not you, come and do business yes, and that's in fair. North Carolina. And that's totally right, fair. But, no but problem what, with that. Right, so what no I'm problem. saying is, that ain't a culture war. At the point at which they extract economic costs from the state, it, it changes the calculus dramatically. And it really does feel much more like Michael's point that it is, it feels much more like the last gasp when, in fact... When corporate America is on the side of, nah, we, we really don't play that, then it, it's really not beyond where middle class Except people will it's go. totally fair, and I agree with you. I'm, I'm for pre free markets, capitalism. Yeah. If you want to put them out of business, great, put North Carolina business. But guess what? It's no, going to backfire because Target's but, the one who's going to be out of business but tomorrow. You're, you're, no, tomorrow, you're, Target no, might be out of business. But you're, nah, you're, doing this. you're nah, boys for in it. Fact, I, mean, no. I know that. Donald no. Trump said, Caitlyn Jenner, it's, it's welcome to use the bathroom. And to me, it's the most unimportant issue. Invitation. One way or the other. I just don't care. Well, it's because you don't have a bathroom problem. But, you know, if you do, then. Thank God I have a bathroom problem. I gotta go right now. Thank you very much, everybody. Catch all new episodes of Real Time with Bill Maher every Friday night at 10. Or watch him anytime on HBO On Demand. For more information, log on to HBO.com.